Hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adrianosaurus. I'm the coach of Rapanarama. That's the name of my super coach team for this year. I was living to Vita Loca last year. I saw a few other living to Vita Locas. So I'm going Rapanarama, being a Canberra Raiders fan. I'm picking a, a Raiders theme this year. So Rapanarama. Um, tonight's show, we're going to do our team previews. We're going to kick them off with the premiers from last year, Penrith Panthers. And we're going to cover the, uh, the Rabbitohs as well. But who better to talk? Uh, the Penrith Panthers, then Tim Moody, a.k.a. the Shady Lurker, a.k.a. the NRL Supercoach Champion for 2021. Tim, welcome to the show. G'day, Ado. Thanks for uh, asking me on, mate. I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, it's a nice way to start with the Panthers and the um, the Bunnies, yeah, two, two teams. Uh, top teams of last year, I guess. Yeah, but, I mean, um, it's a, it's a great privilege to have you on. I must admit, you know, it's probably the highlight of my podcasting career, really, talking to an ex-winner of the thing. I know we were friends before that, but it's it's nice to talk to you. Get out of it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. So I won't bore you with all the questions that everyone else has asked you about, you know, winning Supercoach, because you probably answered a million questions. I'll ask you one question, which I which actually intrigues me, is after you win it, do you kind of feel a little underwhelmed about this year? Like a little part of you, like what happens this year if 10 rounds in, you're like in 7,000th, do you reckon your interest will wane just because you've already been there at the top of the pile and, you know, going around this year? For me, I think this, I think I really want to have a good second year. You know what I mean? I want to sort of go, my my goal's top 1,000. It'd be like a dream to go back to back. Obviously, I'm going to do my best to try and do that. It's probably very unrealistic, but yeah, I'd like to aim for the top 1,000 just to sort of show a bit of consistency. It wasn't complete luck. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, I think there's definitely no loss of interest at all. Like, I think if so, then I'm probably more interested than anything than I was going into it last year. So um, I, I still am the same sort of approach as I was a bit hesitant to start making a side as yet. I get a little bit sort of, I know if I start doing that, that means the homework begins for me mm-hmm. now and I'll start looking into it too hard too early. And I do treat Supercoach as a, as a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you start running the marathon too early, you can sometimes, you know, run out of gas by the end or lose Talk a bit of interest. out of stuff. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. So I think just keeping myself on my feet and, um, you know, just having an ear to the ground, listening what's going on, having a few ideas of, you know, who I might start with, but then leaving it to Team with Tuesday to really sort of make solid decisions and go from there. But, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's weird. Um, it's sad that it's already the new season. I'm sort of a little <laughs> bit upset that it's the new season and last year's done with, but... Um, yeah, I guess it's a it's a fun fun experience to try and see how how I can go, you know, back uh, backing it up. Yeah, I mean that's it. If you go and just have a ripping year again, imagine if you're just in the hunt top hunt one hundred in the home stretch. You know, the excitement would be there if, if see if you could go back to back. But you know, it's kind of hard to do the old. I'll, I won't talk about it till Teamless Tuesday because you're on bloody every podcast. You're on the experience. Yeah, I've been listening it's to you guys. Tough, man. You're on Champions it's now as well. <laughs> I don't want to force myself to change my habits. You know what I mean? Like last year when I was on the Supercoach Experience, I just didn't even jump on the podcast until the season had started. Mm. I didn't give all the pre-stuff. And like I'd hate to just sort of 
change what has worked for me in the past and get, you know, delve into it too hard. So I, you know, always find if something's worked for me, I try to stick to my routine. Um, but yeah, so it's, I mean, I'm probably not as informed at this point as a lot of the other people that are podcasting. I sort of try to stay away a little bit and, and um, wait till we get a little bit um, closer to the start of the footy season. But yeah, once the footy season started, I try to then, <laughs> then I'm pretty hectic. That's why I like to try not to, to get into it too much now because I'm, you know, 24-7 once it becomes. Yeah, becomes I mean, look, I think it's a good plan, really. I mean, when I talk to, you know, ex-winners like Wilfred and if you hear Des talking, you, know, you get like more of a the winner's mentality than necessarily do you want player A or player B. It's a lot more just sort of like an overview. You give those good overviews of, you know, how do you, you, how did you win it? You know, what what kind of different risks did you take and stuff? Those are stuff that I think champions are good to listen to, you know, when it comes to preseason and stuff. Like, I want to concentrate this year on my podcast a little bit of what are the top 1% doing? Like, what are the top 100 doing? Who are they bringing in? You know, what, what were their mm-hmm. trade trends? And I'm going to probably do that in my podcast because obviously I do it on a Sunday night. I'm going to cover a little bit more about who are the people at the top? You know, what are they doing? You know, because they, they're all doing... Well, I'm actually really trade. nervous about this year to be fair because there's a lot of things I'm undecided on whereas last year I felt like I had a pretty clear idea on most of what I wanted to do even before I think Teamless Tuesday came around I was like I'll probably do that that these guys will probably start this is probably what will happen and for most of the part of it that worked out but yeah I don't know there's just there, there honestly seems like so many different starting options this year compared to last year that I think it's going to make it a hell of a lot more interesting. Yeah, there's a lot so of it's not going to be as, Yeah, I don't think there's going to be as many similar sides. I think a lot of last year there was a lot of very similar sort of sides. But, yeah, it could be a bit all over the place this year. It'll be interesting to see which which way is the most effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, we're talking today, the official launch of Supercoach for 2022 it happened today. So, you know, there's, well, there's yeah. some changes to the rules and, you know, a few trades in. I'll tell you what's what's happened and you can tell me what you think of it. So basically 42 trades, there's five more trades. You know, the, the trades are extra. Yeah, that's the only thing I was aware of. I haven't looked into it too much. So, yeah, as I, as I said to you before, and so if you can bring me up to speed, that'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, an extra five trades. Yeah. yeah, an extra five trades. You can use, I think, one around, you know, up to five times, you know, in, in a year. I think that's probably, I think they could have really gone heavy-handed with the trades. I think that's, you, you listen to a lot of the posts that were out there. People were sort of saying, oh, give us a, two trades a week for the whole year. I, I really, I like that they went less is more. I think five is probably reasonable if you do get. Yeah. You don't with, want with maximum match trades. That's ridiculous. It's crazy, yeah. you know what I mean? Unlimited, that's that Makes not the game ideal, not then. challenging enough for people. So I, I, I think five is good. I think yeah, they probably have it in the back of their mind. You know, five is good for, you know, high tackles and concussions. I think the stuff that we faced last year that probably we were a little shy mm-hmm. on trades, but if we do get like a mass five or six players out from a team because of COVID or something, maybe they have to do, you know, inject a few more trades. Yeah, and that's what they did in BBL as teams were decimated. Yeah. But I think five it's is going to be good. an interesting season. I think more so than any other. Um, I think we've experienced COVID in the last two seasons to some extent, but um, yeah, well, for the last two seasons. But going into this one, I think 
I think there's going to be a bit more uncertainty about it, it's just with the vaccinations and people actually, and because it seems to be just more spread, you know what I mean? It's less yeah. controlled currently. So I don't, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Yeah, it will be interesting. Um, look, out of the other changes, we have got, um, what do we got? They're going to be changing people's positions at three times in the year, round six, round 12, round 18. So last year, let's give you an example, Josh Schuster. Only available in 5-8, but he played most of his season in second row. You know, by round six, we were well aware that that's what he was doing. They'll make him duel on round six, round 12, or round 18. If a player that's is actually playing like in a different position, and in reality they are, they'll edit that three times in a year, revisit it. That's a nice, that's a really nice change. I like that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pro, I'm pro that. I mean, in the Turbos Hammies Cup, you know, that chat group, there was a little bit of opposition to it saying, you know, that's going to be unfair. Like someone like Savage, you know, it's going to be an advantage to people. You know, I don't really see that because no one's going to pick Savage at fullback. And, you know, the the idea was floated to me is imagine if you went with Radley, you've got him in your second row, they lose a hooker and then Radley starts playing in hooker, you know, then he becomes a jewel and you can put him up in that place. I know that that's something that could happen. Just say, Radley's a chance. I don't think it's unfair. I just think it adds to the strategy. So you can, you might end up picking people because you can foresee, you know, them getting that jewel and that being a handy thing that you want to play with in the, you know, in the future and picking yeah. them up because of that or something like that. So yeah, and I mean, yeah, look, if, strategy, I like it. Yeah, and and look, my view is that there's not going to be a whole heap of them really. And the reality is that Supercoach, she's a nasty old beast and sometimes it takes takes from you. You know, you get a late someone out in the warm-up and stuff like that, you know, and if you do happen to get a bonus like that, then good. You know, we could use a bonus. So, But I just think it makes the game more live and more fun because you're actually supporting, you're counting Supercoach score from somebody who's playing in their actual position, you know, and they're in there as that position. So I don't mind that. Um, you, you can do trades. You know, just say you pick Tommy Turbo, he goes down, you, you've made your trades and he's gone down in the warm-up. You can alter that trade after rolling lockout. So you can trade Turbo to Teddy, you know, after, you know, you can Even trade. if you've done all three trades or something? Yeah. So, you know. Even if, if you've max traded them? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, if it hasn't played already, you know, so just say I go and I, I've brought in Turbo and then he, you know, I can see that he's gone down. You know, I can go and even yeah. though I've I've got Turbo in my team, I can go. He was the one that I traded. I can trade him. You know, to to Teddy, if if he's just revert, is it like a reverse yeah. option. Yeah, like that. exactly the same as that. You know, so that, okay. I think that's good. You know, another one. Um, in if you're a gold um, subscriber, you um, can see the most popular vice captains, which is Ooh. good. You know. So each round you can see who the vice captains are and you can also see the ownership numbers for every player uh, and how many users picked, you know, a player in their starting lineup or on the bench. That's for gold users. Okay. Well, that gives more incentive for people to, I like that because you give giving more to the people getting the gold. It's, it's not too expensive either. So. Yep. I think they're all good features. So, I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of people are sort of like, oh, nothing much changed. I think the trades were, fair and probably low and, and it probably will be subject to change i like that i like that the you know they're going to update the positions depend you know if the role has changed and make some people jewel um one that i was actually hoping for was it that price changes would happen from round one now that hasn't happened i kind of 
I'm in the boat where I think people who do sort of pre-season planning, you know, and get picked, you know, do their research and pick the right cheapies, there's the reward if it if the price changes change from round one rather than everyone sort of who scrambles to bring them in before round three yeah 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 do those late ones yeah i know what you mean those guys yeah i could get i always get a couple of those each year that i'm like (laughs) oh who's this guy i gotta get in yeah yeah and i mean a lot of purists sort of say not really round three gives you a chance to have a look and make the adjustments but i was kind of like you know, prices start changing right from round one. It makes it a real quick game from round one and it rewards the people that, you know, just do a bit of research. Although apparently the word was from the developers that was a bit too tricky to do. So, you know, I think it's just going to stay as is. But there's not much else I would really change. I think they could have had an opportunity this year, maybe with the way that the game has gone in the most recent years, I thought they could do something like chuck in, you know, if they do 40 tackles a game, they get a bonus five points. Or if they do 50 tackles, they get a bonus 10, you know, just to bring some of these defensive players back because everyone just goes for these ceiling players now. And I think the game, there's only sort of two or three ways to play the game now, really, you know, and Mm. it's it's cut down some of the ways that you you played it. You know, someone like McInnes, for instance, might do 60 tackles a game. I think if they, if they, they could just bring in something simple, like a little reward for that, in points and you know that might make people grab a couple of different options these defensive sort of you know powerhouses maybe but i mean that's just yeah. picking, really yeah yeah i see what you mean i mean i'm pretty happy just because like i'm a creature of habit i like the things to stay the same i don't really like change <laughs> um yeah. so yeah so even yeah, not- good changes scare me so <laughs> i just yeah, yeah, not- so as much as it's it's the, yeah, I, I think it's, it's it, they've adapted nicely. Just with the extra trades, has made it you know a little bit more flexible. But still, I think saving trades is going to be probably something that's going to be necessary, which is nice. Yeah, but not I mean, not to the same probably extent. Yeah, but I mean, people are going to strategically use those five. You know, you could probably in the first three weeks when you're making trades to bring in cheapies, plausibly people could just use four for the first three weeks use three, burn three mm. in their five trades and bring in four, you know, three a week and bring in and just set up their team right from the start, you know, first three yeah. rounds before prices change. Other people will probably use them because we've obviously point. got the buy rounds, you know, so they might stack it so that they don't have to get as much of a run up, you know, to the buyers. They can use them around there. Yeah, because I feel like every year you sort of go into it with an idea of who you think is going to do well or whatever and who might not. And then the first round of footy happens and then it's like, like, oh, hold on. You know, this guy's getting more minutes than I'd have thought and, you know, this guy's actually just carving up. I've got to, you know. So that might allow people, you know, to actually set their side up right early and yeah, get go for up, it that get way. Get up and running quick. Yeah, it could be a strategy that people go with. And just because of how, it's, you know, if you know someone who's a, like a max trader, I could really see those type of people that using all five yeah, right away, yeah. just getting their team set yeah, up. Well. I, but, know yeah. some of, I know some people like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, same. All right. Well, so the changes are, are, are few, but I think going in with a cautious approach, you know, there is talk this year, especially with the six again, you know, inside your 40 metres going to be a penalty now rather than six again. I think that that'll probably bring, bring it back a little bit in actual NRL where the game slows down a tiny bit inside your own 40. It's going to be a penalty. It's going to give them a chance to get a breather and set the line a little bit more. So I don't think it's going to be quite as... Maybe take the two. 
yeah, yeah. So I don't think I, I don't think it'll be as hectic, um, you know, in attack and, and fatigue this year as it was last year. I think they overcorrected last year with the six against. Yeah. This year, it looks like they're going to pull it back, and I think it'll make the game a little bit more even, defense and attack a little bit more. Yeah, I think just because of the role of the speed of the game, and then like teams that were defending just were finding it too hard to. You yep. know, they didn't have momentum. The other team had momentum on them. They were just getting rolled. So yeah. I think just that able to have a breather and not being, you know, gassed the whole time. Yeah, not like well, five, six agains in a row. Yeah. So I think that, that yeah. really, hopefully that actually slows the game down a little bit and that lends itself to actually make the light changes that they've made good. I think it'll make the game, you know, better this year. All right. Well, yeah. let's talk teams. You know, we've got the Penrith Panthers. Premiership. Congratulations as a fan. You did the double last year. You won Super Coach yeah. and you won the Premiership. Congratulations. Nice year, man. It was very nice. <laughs> yeah, what a year. Um, look, the Penrith Panthers, this year we expect them probably to be you know, right up the top again this year and challenging for the title. They've got some Super Coach options, you know, littered throughout the, the team. You know, some very, very obvious ones. We're going to cover, you know, all of them and we'll talk about maybe some sort of mid you know, and cheap type options that could be good for teams as well. Um, look, the way that we think that the Panthers are going to line up, um, you know, this year they've had some changes to personnel, but not a, not a whole heap. And we're going on the Fox League is what I'm going off. Um, lineup, they've got Dylan Edwards at fullback. That probably seems logical. They're not going to go with anyone else there. They've got Charlie Staines on the wing. Now, I know a lot of people have um, Taylor May. As the winger, he only played one game last year. Looked quite likely. He looked like a little mini toll, didn't he, out there? Mm. But you know, I've got a feeling that it could be Charlie Staines myself as well because he's had a bit of NRL. He's put on a bit of bulk, um, you know, and he's the Ferrari, you know. So maybe he starts. Yeah, I think they'll give him another go. I th- yeah, I think I think they'll stick with Staines, but I I don't mind people starting with the Taylor May just because I think he'll feature at some stage and probably pretty early on as well. You know what I mean? Someone's mm. bound to, you know, get an injury uh, somewhere along the line in that back line pretty early on, or, you know, he'll be maybe given a bit, bit of an opportunity here or there. If someone else doesn't perform and just having him and not having to bring him in is, I guess, kind of already saving that trade. I know you probably want to have as many players on the field in your 25 that are actually playing and not too many nuffs, but I, I see him being kind of like featuring a bit earlier than like a Joseph Suwali when people started with Suwali in their mm, side or yeah. something last year. Or yeah, even, I mean, you know, like a Walker who featured relatively early. Like I started with Walker in the halves and then he featured relatively, yeah, you know, early enough. So I think, yeah, I wouldn't mind still starting with him, but it'd be obviously ideal if he did start. If Taylor yeah. May took the field to start round one, he'd be yeah, it'd be game. perfect. But I mean, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna tip that they do go Crichton. But if if Taylor May does start, I mean, I'd probably be, you know, again, I, I'd go for players that are actually going to play, even like players that I'm not heaps, you know, keen for, like Oliver Gildar, you know, two eighty k. If he he's he's a lock to start, so I'd probably just go someone like that instead. But if he starts, he'd be a great option. So we're going to say it's it's Charlie Staines. They're going to have Crichton in the centres. And, you know, the young gun from last year who filled in as a utility looks like one of the, you know, cheapy prospects of the year. Um, you think it's going to be Targo in the centres this year, eh? Mm, 
that'd be great. I I really like the look of him just for yeah. Penrith as well. Yeah. He looked like he looks a great footballer. Yep. And yeah, uh, it looks really good for Supercoach too. Yep. Uh Brian Toto. And nah. even in the centers, centers aren't usually great, but I wouldn't I, I would you'd be a goer too. I'd usually stay away from centers because I don't think they score as well as you know wingers do yeah. in the yep. But I would, yeah, I'd definitely take him because I think he'd be at the right price. Yeah, and there's not going to, it doesn't look like f- from this far out, there's going to be heaps of bottom dollar cheapies. So someone like um, Targo, he's dual. You can pick him in second row or in center wing. So with players dual. like um, Ewan Aiken being dual as well, he's a real great you know, piece in your in your team to have. Question for you, Ado. Yeah. I've got a question for you. You know, they said that you, um, with the rule changes, they were going to, you know, every sort of or three times a year, they're going to review positions. Mm-hmm. If someone was fixed in a position, say Targo was fixed in centre and did not switch to second row at any stage, would they take second row off him? No, they couldn't do, do that because imagine if somebody had him in there actually plugged into the second row. Yeah, that's a good point. Well then, you get, in, yeah, yeah, nice. then you get into code yeah. that doesn't work because people are going to, if they took the second row off him, where are you going to put him if they're in? Team, so it'll yeah, only well, be I feel like just worth considering. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Good. Well, that's a good thing to to be aware of. Then nice. Yep. Um. So we've got Brian Toto. He's going to be a weapon again this year on the wing. You're going to have Jerome Luai at the six. Nathan Cleary in the seven. Have you had any looks? And uh, he looks pretty good to me on all the uh, footage I've seen of him in training. Like he might be good to go for round one. He looks like yeah, he's feeling well. Right he's I mean, expensive. maybe they could hold him off around if they wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I think if he's right to go, he's right to go. So yeah, I mean, he's the kind of player that if he's if he's good to go, I mean, he still played pretty bloody well in that final series with basically one arm. But I'm sure they don't want to risk it. But you know, he he doesn't even look like he's heavy strapped. And you see him out there running; he's he's looking good. He's he's obviously a good good healer. Um, a lot is going to hinge on whether he comes in for round one because you know the two the the big question for everyone this year is Turbo and Cleary. Do you start with one? I don't think you can really make a good team starting with both personally, but people are going to go, can you start with one of them? And, you know, Cleary being available for a good, you know, what, nearly 300 grand cheaper, um, he's going to be somebody that people want. And particularly because there's such a huge drop from him to the next, you know, best seven, you know, which is probably Daily Cherry Evans, really. There's like 30 or 40 Mm. points. Um, But if he's good to go in... The seven, you know, he's going to be someone that people bring in. Um, Leota and Appy in the nine. You're going to have JFH in the 10. Viliami Kikau in the 12. Liam Martin, you, you think he's going to start in the second row? I know Sorensen was quite good last year. Um, Liam Martin will probably start this year, won't he, with no cape? Well, yeah, I think he's it's sort of um, he's coming of age. You know, he's just taken and he's, he's already sort of developed into that role now. So it's his spot sort of. Yeah, it makes sense for him to start to start and Sorensen off the bench. Yeah, I think a lot of people are considering Liam Martin. I think you you probably get you know he's pretty consistent. You know what I mean? You're not going to get anything huge out of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he'll be scoring too many meat pies. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that sort of second rower. But he you know good attacking side like Penrith. Maybe he gets them off the back of you know. You know, just hitting a line or whatever, but yeah. yeah, I've got some stats on him when we go through, you know, where I looked at him last year when he got minutes that I think he'll get this year, and we'll have a look at that. Um, Isaiah Yo in lock. Um, on the bench, they're gonna have Mitch Kenny, 
Sorensen, Lee New, well, and they've got Taylor and May, but, you know, do you think they're, they're going to really run? They probably have another big man on there. They wouldn't have someone like Taylor and May on the bench, do you think? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, in case they want a little bit of cover in the back line or they want to spell. Yeah, because yeah, Kenny, Kenny and... Yeah, I, don't, I don't know that he'd play anywhere else, would he? You, you, maybe you could chuck him at second row. He's a little bit... Yeah, I reckon with yeah. um, players like Mitch Kenny and Sorensen, who are quite mobile, they'll probably go with someone like Eisenhuth. Yeah, I, I'm guessing, you know, on the bench. Yeah, but, that makes more sense. Yeah, but that's the lineup as we see it going. I think the questions for everybody about the lineup is, is really, is it going to be... Stains or is it going to be Taylor May? You know, we'll obviously get a picture closer to the start of year over that. Um, for me, if Taylor May doesn't start, I might just you know be patient and wait until he does. You know, because I really liked the look of him in the in the one game, and I, I just as a rugby league fan, you know, I'm not a big Stains fan. You know, just because yeah. he's too lazy, you know, and he's just too small. You know, out there, you see on the other wing, tall. It's just you know they're so far apart. Completely different role, yeah. yeah. And Takes I just think, a lot of different. Yeah, with things. May being sort of like he looks like a poor man's tall. You know, you'd have two gun, you know, little tank wingers. So, so anyway, well, it'd be interesting to see. And if if he does, I think he's a great cheapie. All right, well, let's go now for a super coach look at it. Um, the two premium out and out guns in that team i've got two there's lots of really good players let's not let's not get around you know too nastily to them but they've got two out and out guns one of them is yeah. cleary you know in the halfback position nine hundred and forty nine thousand six hundred for cleary and you've got to'o um seven hundred thirty six thousand five hundred they're both going to cost you a pretty penny the question i want to ask you is if cleary is fit to go for round one how close to a must-have is he in your mind? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm at the at this point in I think I'm leaning towards some of the mid-rangers, like the 500 k in halfback position, like maybe a, a Sam Walker or a Keary, but I might look at Keary in the 5'8", so I'm not too sure about that. Ideally, I'd like to have Cleary. I just – I don't know whether I – I'm keen to see whether one of the other, you know, the Roosters halves can almost go close to matching it. I go, no, he's, they're probably going to lack. Who's going to get the kicking at the Roosters? Uh, probably Momorowski. Momorowski? Yeah, I think yeah. Momorowski. So then the, I guess, yeah, then Sam Walker doesn't have that advantage there. Some people are going like um, Sexton. You know, from the Titans, he kicks goals. Oh, he's another option I'm looking at too. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I, I think he's he's definitely someone you'd want to have. Like, he's a must-have at some point. Query, I don't know if he's a must-have to start with. I don't know. Yeah, I think he might be able to find um, value in going cheaper options to start with in mm-hmm. the half. Um, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna spit some numbers. What are you <laughs> Last year, his lowest score of the year was 54. All right. His next best and yep. his next lowest score was 69. So it's he didn't get a whole bunch of 50s. He, he, he's, he had a 54 and his next worst was a 69. His high was 225. He got 13 scores last year, 80 and above. 13 scores in 80 above. And he got eight above 100. So he's 100 getting That's half. Funny. He was second overall 
in the Supercoach averages, obviously to Turbo. Um, yeah. And the next best half to him was 79.3 average. So this, that's 30 points, you know, between him and the next best. And, you know, I think you, you, you look at that in a sense of people who are going, well, do you start with Turbo? You know, it's going to be Turbo Teddy Paps. I think last year, Paps, you know, with the HIAs and with the minute share with Hines, I think he's got room to grow this year into a, a higher average. I think also Teddy has room to grow this year to 100 plus. He was great last year, but he was in a very sort of half-type handling role. Now Kiri's there to do that. I think we see what Teddy's going to do in this modern game. So I think they're yeah, going to both average yeah. above 100. And I can see Turbo maybe going down, you know, 10 points. It's going to be very hard to back up what he did last year. So it might be 20 points between those two. Whereas I think Cleary is going to be 30 points or more ahead of the next best half. Mm. Do you reckon, so you're looking at maybe something like a Pappenhausen, Teddy and Cleary and, yeah. and then working a side around that? Yep. And look, you're going to be terrified watching Turbo, but if you start with Cleary and, and not Turbo, you already have 300 extra K. And that's the difference between going, you know, a, a lean you and going a, a TPJ you know, with the money you save going Cleary instead of Turbo. And in their position, they're both going to be the clear winners, I think, you know, but I just think the difference between Turbo and, and the other two, you know, Gun fullbacks is going to be probably shortened this year. Close the gap a little bit between. Yeah, but yeah, I think Cleary so might half. even go. Yeah, Cleary might even go further apart from the next best half. So, I personally have Cleary in my team. Yeah, look, you've really talked me into it. You're my one of my really big um, preseason and early um, um, season team advisors last year. So <laughs> I think I'm going to have to stick with a lot of your uh, mentality as well. And look, I, I think. A bit of your advice. Yeah, I think. Look, because you know, look, when you make a good point. If he can keep that thirty-point gap on any other halfback, you know that's that's three hundred points you've accumulated just in the first ten rounds yeah. on anyone else, and they the points are up. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and I, I think yeah. I think you can probably you know I've seen teams that have made I made a team with Turbo, and I just didn't like the look of the rest of my team. I've made a team with um, Cleary, you know, for 300K cheaper or whatever, and I can live with it. You know, I can live with the team and, you know, I've still got Grant in my hooker. You know, I've got Teddy and Pat. What's the captain option too? Yeah, got that's like, right. Yeah, going that route, I like that. Yeah, so yeah. all I'm pointing out is that he was just so good last year. He is their premium. He is going to cost you, un, you know, close enough to a million dollars. But I think if you're going to start, you know, you could, you could maybe get a team with Turbo. I think you can get a team with Cleary. Mm. Mm. Um, the other gun in the team is To'o. He was amazing last year, 84 average for To'o. You know, and he, he was injured at times last year and still, you know, playing sort of not full back, you know, back to full fitness, 84 average last year. But the question about To'o at 736,500 is do you start with him? You know, he is... Probably going to be him and Garrick. I think Garrick on the end of Turbo is going to have a sensational year again. You know, that's just obvious that anyone outside of Turbo in the form that he's in is going to benefit. And I think they'll probably be the top two wing, uh, wingers this year again. It's just where, where are you going to spend your money? Where are you going to save your money in your team? So I think there's actually some pretty good options. You know, you've got Ewan Aiken, you've got Katoni Staggs, 400 in center wing. So 
Do you go a premium winger? I mean, if you do, and you are going to go a premium winger, there's none better really than Toto <laughs> to go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, I just trying to think then, you, if you've got Toto, you've got Cleary, you've got, you know, you two gun fullbacks uh, or Turbo and not a gun fullback is the same thing. Um, then you really sort of, I'm thinking it's like you're really having to cheap out a lot in a lot of other positions. You are. Yep. So the yeah, question so I think for I couldn't people, imagine myself start. I think I'm going to cheap out in the centres. I don't yep. think I will have a big. My my theory is I want to try pick you know between the seven centre wing positions available a good enough rotation that I can play on rotation on matchup and still try get decentish scores out of them. Yep. I think yeah, and try work my way up to people like Toto and Garrick. Yep. through some of those mid-frame price cheapies at some gun teams or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because if you go and you've got yourself, um, you know, a Stags and you've got yourself an, an Aiken, you know, the jump between them and Toto, just say Toto starts a little slow and gets down to 600, from their 430 and 450, it's a smaller jump. So, mm. you know, I just think um, in your team, there's got to be areas that you can save money. And I think the front row is a good spot this year, even second row a little bit. There's some good mid-rangers to save yourself some money in second row. And I think that center wing is a place where you can save money. But those yeah, are the two, a, the two out-and-out out guns. Um, if we go down just a slight bit down from their out-and-out out guns, those two players, I'm going to rattle off some names to you. You've got JFH. He was an average of 62 last year, which was pretty good in the front row, 543,000. Um, he's not for me. I just think this year there's some good options in the front row in Uitikamano. You've got TPJ looking at big minutes. And Hass. And Hass. Yeah. You know, I just... And so for that price range, I couldn't really fit him in as well when there's those sorts of ones above him yet. But, I mean, 62. Oh, for me, if you can get 60 out of a front rower, you know, they're sort of bordering on elite front row. Um, Viliami, you know, he was someone you had your team for a long period last year, 519,059.3 average last year from Vili. And, and, you know, he's not really a, a high, high price, you know, some 519 is probably affordable, but would you go someone like Viliami over someone like, um, who's the other one, Liam Martin, you know, you can get him for hundred K cheaper. Mm. So I've got him as mm. a, you know, not for me this year to start. Yeah, not for me to start with. I'd probably do emotionally, I'm going to be the Vili Army again this year. <laughs> so um, as my team name. So I'd like to try fit him in emotionally like I did last year. When he, Maybe if he can drop to close to around, I think I got him to about 400K, yeah. um, 405K or something at one point just for a buy and um, kept him in the side. But um yeah, it definitely wouldn't want me starting with him. Yeah, he's the kind of player that, you know, he's kind of like like those wingers who, you know, are fleeting and they go up when they're up, you know, like the AJ and stuff. But you get them when they're low and then you get them for their attacking upside. I think you could probably grab, you know, Viliami at a point in the year because, he's you know, he's, his last year at Penrith, you know, he averaged. I was surprised when I saw that he averaged 59.3. I probably thought it was going to be 40s. You know, but he was a tick under mm -hmm. 60. He was a um, type of guy, too, that I found handy to play on matchup as well. Mm. Um, like, although Penrith always kind of have a good draw, there'd be games where I could look at their who he'd be running at, um, you know, in the centres or whatever, or who'd be defending him, like in the halves or whatever that's 
in that spot and go, okay, yeah, I think Penrith are going to use and target um, yeah. kick out this week. So yeah, that's definitely. when I try use. <laughs> He's not someone yeah. you'd want to plot in every week and take his sixty average. I don't think. But you knew, yeah, average. but you knew the games that he was gonna he was gonna clean up. He gets he gets hundreds and then forties, you know. But you knew the times and yeah. the games that he was going to go big. And in saying that, I wouldn't want to have him at that price playing him in and out like that. I did do that last year because he went up in price and I said to everyone, look, I'm not selling him. I'm going to yeah. win this. I'm going to win Supercoach with Vili Army kick out on my side. Um, and, yeah, I couldn't sell him because I made that call. And But, yeah, look, uh, you wouldn't want to be doing that. You want to see if he could drop and then maybe consider him then and pick him up for a buy period probably. Yep. Um, Jerome Luai, you know, he's had sort of an up and down year last year. Finished with an average of 58.8. 515,000. Considering him. Hey? Considering him. Yeah. I mean, look, I only mention it because people are going, you know, um, Keary, you know, who for his games that he yeah. played last year was 70s average, but he's been traditionally a fleety player that's had low, really low scores and some good scores in him. And, you know, I think um, Luai was a frustrating own for people last year, but he's still, you know, bung out an average. Started well. Yeah, bung at an average of 59.3. Um, who else? Now, I mean, J- Dylan Edwards is at that mid-price, but I don't think it's fullbacks is a place to muck around. I I think, in, yeah. yeah, I don't think you muck around in fullback. Um, Happy Coruscant, 479,000, average 54.7. Um, you know, I think with the emergence of the Knights hooker with the injury to Braley, it makes it very easy to go a premium and a, and him, you know, Randall in your hooker position. So I'm probably not going to grab Appy this year, but I see some people who are going sort of a mid and Randall in, in the hooker position and they're grabbing, okay. they're grabbing some mids. And I, I just think he's a pretty good mid. If you're going to grab someone in the four, you know, to 500 range personally mm. compared to some of the others. You might there, get but, spelled a little bit with Mitch Kenny though, and not get yeah. the minutes we want. From yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not a big fan of that option as well. Yeah, so out of all of them, I don't think any of them are, are great starts, you know, and I think, um, you know, with their two premiums, you know, I, I'm pro Cleary and I've got him in my team because I can make it work and I think he's probably really going to be 40 points better than everyone this year with with a good shoulder. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and save money in the center wing. That's why I'm probably not going to start with Toto. And all of these ones in the mid-range, you know, I think there's probably better options for me to start for this year. Now let's talk about, you know, the genuine, you know, mid prices, you know, and one that is probably on everybody's lips is Liam Martin. We know that we've had um, Capewell leave the club and, you know, he got himself up to origin level, but Liam Martin, mm-hmm. you know, he's pretty good. You know, the average last year was 48.9, which is not something to write home about really for an average in the second row, but he did play, you know, a lot of games, where he had sort of minutes all over the place. So I want to tell you a snapshot I grabbed from his last year's figures, and that is games above 60 minutes. The average was 52.2 in 60-plus minute games. So you'd think that he's probably going to get those kind of minutes this year. I mean, I would love if yeah. it was 60 over 60 minutes, or the PPM of one. Um, but based on last year in 60-plus minutes, it was a 52.2 average. His price this year is 428000 500 so he's, he's, he's i'm seeing him in a lot of teams yeah i don't love it i don't know i kind of i'm not sure i think you'd want to get 
You'd want to get some attacking stats, and I don't know that they're there. I, mm. They could be. I don't think we've seen much of them. Did you have any big scores last year that you've got them in front of you? Yeah, I think he, you know, he had an 89 in there, but most of them were sort of 50s, 60s. You know, that's that's that was his better mm-hmm. scoring. I'll give you a, a point. You know, you've got someone at the same sort of price in Capewell, whose position he's taken, going to the Broncos yeah. as a marquee signing. I can see Capewell playing 70-plus minutes in that pack. It's a really inexperienced yeah. pack. So, you know, I kind of almost prefer at the same price. I prefer Capewell. He, he can jag a try probably you know, as equally as, you know, as, as Martin, but I think he's moving into a better role that, you know, than probably Martin will this year with someone like Sorensen and the bench that they have. So I've just preferred, yeah. I've just preferred Capewell. And, but I can see people like would get more there. time for sure. Yeah. When the Penrith have do seem to sort of play around with the second rowers a little bit and um, mess with their time rotation, I guess a bit too. So yeah. And over yeah. in that, oh, you know, over in that Broncos team, you know, Capewell was a marquee signing with Reynolds, and you got players like Rick Jordan, Ricky, and TC Rabadi. You know, you've got inexperience, mm-hmm. so Capewell's going to play big minutes. You know, so yeah. in those sort of t- bracket in the four hundred Ks, Martin and Capewell. You know, I kind of prefer Capewell, but I some can people see him sort of maybe growing a bit in price. Like I can see him going up to maybe like a five hundred and thirty K or something like that, but. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think it could be a frustrating one that people be like wanting to sell. I can just see him at an awkward price where they're they're wanting more out of him, or yeah. And if, if you few... if you're got to start him in your team and he's a starter, you know, at the four hundred and twenty eight, getting let's just assume he gets what he got when he got sixty minutes plus minutes last year. You're going to get fifties, low fifties, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. scores a little bit better this year, but it's going to be a little bit of a risk. I don't love low 50s. Yeah, I don't love them. Yeah. All yeah, right. You could you'll take some time, but yeah, okay. Um, they've, you know, in the centre wing, you've got Christian, you've got, sorry, Stephen Crichton. I just thought I'd put his name down. Average of 49.3 last year. He's 432,000. I'm going to say he's a no for me just because, you know, you've got the same price, you and Aiken and Katoni Stags, and there's some good yeah. cheapies in there. So, I don't mind Crichton. I like the swag of him. You know, I like, I just like his swag. And yeah. I think he, you know, he's a loping sort of try scoring thing, you know, and I, th- I think he's the kind of player that can go on a good run next year as well. I don't think we've seen the best of Stephen Crichton. I think last year was a weird year for him as well. Like, like, a, um, he was sort of like, I think the year before prior, he was showed some really nice, um, signs. I mean, he was great glimpses as well last year, but overall it wasn't, it was a little bit underwhelming, I think, but um, I reckon there's a lot more to come from him. But I'd want to see it first before I plugged him into the side. I definitely wouldn't start with him. And, no yeah. worries. All right. Well, let's move on to the cheapies now. They've got some good cheapies this year, um, I think. Uh, the Penrith Panthers and number one, I think, of nearly every single team in the old rate my teams <laughs> have Isaac Targo. He was great last year off the bench. He looks a real sort of goer. His average last year was 32.8 in limited minutes. He's tipped to, to get that center wing spot. He's 280K, he's dual, and I think he ticks all the boxes for a cheapie and a great option for teams. I don't think he's – I mean, with um, Burton leaving, they've got a center wing spot available, and he looks like the prime candidate to take it. So I think he's a great a great cheapie. Yeah, I think he's a definite starter. Definitely. Another one that I like and I actually have in my team currently as well is, is Taylor May. 
Only the one game last year, he scored a 48, 252,003. I think that's weird that they priced him as 253. 253,000 after playing one game last year. I know he scored well, 48. Yeah, it just feels like he might be a little high for one game. Should get a discount yeah. because he was one game. Yeah, it would be nice to get him at 200. Yeah, 200 would have been nice. But look, I've got him in my team currently. My hope is that, you know, we see definitively the trials that he's starting on the wing instead of Staines. But, you know, the logical footy fan of in me thinks they'll probably just go with Staines because he's got some more runs on the board. Um, but yeah. if he if he does jag the spot, you know, he's going to be in teams because there's a lot of good options for two in the 200s this year in Supercoach. Um, I think they do have the speed that Staines offers, you know what I yeah. mean? And I... Oh, I mean, he just—he's got no tackle break about him or anything. You know, he just—I mean, they—they they do say he's putting on some bulk, which should help him. Yeah, he needs that, and I'd like to see him sort of be able to take those hit ups and not get swamped. You know what I mean? It's a bit hard to take a hit up when you're that size, though. Yep. So look, that's the—that's um, oh, actually, I was going to mention one more. Uh, Spencer Lenu, he's at that sort of price again in the front row, 257000 His average was only 29.4 last year. But I just wanted to point out that with Lenu, the scores, you know, the average was 29.4. But when that guy gets minutes, he is an absolute bloody weapon. Last year, yeah. 37 minutes for 46 points, 29 minutes for 37 points, 26 minutes for 33, 26 minutes for 51. He goes at a, a, a great PPM. So the question, I guess, with Lenu is, is he going to be on really limited minutes this again this year? Or if he grows into 40 minutes, he's going to score 50s and 60s because he's just got a great like PPM. I think that he would get more minutes. I, but um, I think Mikey, when we had a discussion about it um, from the Supergate Experience podcast, he was saying that he thinks he'll have a pretty similar role to last year. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to see him get some more minutes because I think he is pretty, like, he's, he's pretty he's ruthless when he's out there too. Yeah, so he's a weapon when he's out there. I mean, it'll be an interesting watch. I mean, you know, cheapy front rowers, people are going, um, what's his name from the Melbourne Storm, Tepoi Maroa, and they're going, you know, the bloke that went over to the Warriors from the Melbourne Storm, you know, so... And uh, Penny, yeah, yeah P- Penny, and they're going Bullymore yeah. from the Sea Eagles. You now he's 250 lean, you and you know, it might be 30s average, so he could be a really, really slow. Yeah, burn. I think there's probably better options than lean, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I kind of want to try avoid. I think that's going to be the, the tough position is that uh, cheap second row ones we go and try and avoid those players that don't increase in price and don't get enough minutes and just sit there. You know what I mean? I want to try and avoid those and try really get that right from the start this year, I think. That was annoying yeah. last year having – I think it was um, – I kept out of Kamano there as my spare one for most of the season. Came good, but yeah. for a lot of the start uh, of the year, it was frustrating. Frustrating, wasn't and it? So was, yeah, and so was Lenu um, for all of the year pretty much, so – yeah, that's the thing. You have these two on the bench, and I probably had to rely on one of those bench ones a lot last year, and it was before Tukamano came good. Once he did, he was you plugged him in as your starting front row, you're fine. But yeah. Lee knew was a slow burn, and you know there was 30s and you know a lot of 30s and, and 20s in there because just because of the minutes. But you know he's yeah. he's a cheapy 
sort of price. I think there's probably some pretty good options, you know, around that price, but I just thought I'd mention him. So over the overarching view, I think from Penrith Panthers, the best best prospects are Cleary and To'o and Targo. They look like the sure things in the team. You know that Cleary and To'o are going to be, well, Cleary easily going to be the top scorer in his position. To'o will fight it out with Garrick. They're premiums and they're premiums for a good reason. I don't know whether you can probably, you know, you could almost not start with Cleary and To'o, you know, but you can probably pick one yeah. out of those if you like. Yeah. Um, I think for their price, I'd probably still, I'd lean to Cleary for a little that extra 200K, I think probably over yeah. To'o. I think yep. there might be other centres that can still do well on rotation. Yeah. Yep. So um, and, and the maybe prospects for me is Martin. If you believe that Martin's going to get 60 plus minutes, He'll get your 50s, you know, and if he does a little bit better this year, you could maybe get 60s out of him, you know, and he, he might be an option for teams. He's, I've, I've said I'm going to go Capewell instead because I think he's going to get 70-plus minutes in that inexperienced pack. Um, but, you know, I don't think people are going to be hugely disappointed if they have Martin. You get 50s, and when you're playing Supercoach, you're like, yeah, I'll take that 50. You always say that, but yeah. I think that's what it's yeah. going to probably be from him. Um, Taylor May, I like him, and if he gets that wing spot, I think he's a good cheapie. So that's the Penrith Panthers. I think that they've got a few options for you in there. He'll definitely feature at some point Taylor May, you know what I mean, through yep. Origin and stuff when um, – but I think you'll get a spot before then, to be fair. I think yep. he'll – something will – I think it just it'll be an injury or something. Yep. Someone will get injured to some extent and he'll, he'll find his way into the side. Beautiful. All right. Now we're going to move on to South. You know, lost to you guys in the grand final. But, you know, as always, there's a lot of relevant players for super coach purposes in the South, you know, lineup. They've got some attack in them. Um, look, mm. let's start with their premium sort of type price and, and output from last year players. Cody Walker, he was the number one uh Averaging 5.8 last year, 83.8. He'll probably sit there again this year, I think. People are saying they think with Adam Reynolds going, maybe he organises a little bit more. Um, I just don't think it. You know, I think he'll still attack. I think he'll still be you know, fighting it out, probably with Munster, you know, for, for the best average this year. He costs a fair bit of money, though. You know, in in the five eight position, which I see a lot of people saving money. He's seven hundred and thirty four thousand nine hundred. Last year, he he was actually a bit more consistent than we've ever seen from Cody Walker. He did get the one sixteen score in there. I think I might have captured him that week. How unlucky am I? Um, but you know, last year his next worst score was a forty nine, which is pretty good for Cody Walker. Other than that one score. He went above um, 80 13 times and he got 500s last year. So he's an elite player in the game, 734,000. I am not going to start with him because I think there's better value in the 5'8 position. Um, And a little part of me doesn't exactly know how Souths are going to go initially, you know, without Mm. Adam Reynolds. They're going to have a rookie half in there with him. Um, You're not going to have Luttrell to start the season, you know, so I'm just... A little wary to start. Could be a slower with. start. Yep. Yeah. And if I can, you know, I get one of my five eights to earn a bit of money for Cody to come down and then just flip him. You know, work your way to him at the right time when he is peaking, yeah, and starting to do well and maybe at the right price. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another one of the guns is Cameron Murray. He costs you six hundred fourteen thousand eight hundred this year, which I think is pretty good for Cameron Murray. He's just been made the captain of South Sydney Rabbitohs. 
Last year, um, his average was 70.1. I think that's pretty elite in the second row position, if you're not David Fafita. He's looking really, um, really nice in the back end of last year too, yeah. wasn't he? I, like, yeah. I never had found a way to get him into my side, but I was a little worried about him at times. Yep. Last so, year, yeah. um, Murray, nine times he was over 70 points and two times he was over 100. So, you know, a lot of people sort of say they kind of have David Fafita in their mind and they're like Cameron Murray's no frills. But compared to Fafita, yes. But, you know, for 614000 I think that's actually a good price for Murray. I think captaincy will agree with him. And in that position around that price, people are going Angus Crichton, they're going Maddo, you know, they're going, you know, Murray. And up until recently, where I think I, I like Murray more than Madison yep. around that price. Yep. I'll say that. Yep. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, for him at that price, I think he's probably a good option for teams. I, I don't, uh, I've heard some people saying, you know, he's not as, there's not enough attack in him and, you know, he relies on Cook and stuff. And, you know, I just think. There definitely he, can be the attack in him though. That's, I, I liked a bit of the glimpses we saw towards the back end of last year. And yeah, yeah I think he might have that, a little bit of that in him this year. We'll see what happens. So might yep. be a wait and see. I might, I don't, might, not sure that I'd definitely start with him, but I'd, think he would be in my side at some point mm-hmm. for sure this year, whereas last year he wasn't. Yep. I mean, for me, a 70-plus average is someone you put in there and you're never upset having. Now, I think I just think yeah. as a captain, he's the type of player, he's that mould I think he'll lift because he's just a great player. Yeah. Um, okay. Another one is Alex Johnston. He's 638,000. He had some sort of year last year, <laughs> 72.8 average from him. He was just on the end of some beautiful attack. He's too expensive. You know, like yeah. if you're treating yourself to Alex Johnston money in your center wing to start with, then you you could get three single digit scores to start the year. You know, like, could be wrong, but yeah, I, I see him starting slow. I don't see him getting those doubles and triples. I yep. think he may, you know might pick up one try here or there for a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? That that'd be about it. But then once they start getting their mojo or finding their quick back and um, start gelling well, I think it might be something we want to look at, but I think he'll drop in price nicely for us by then. Yep. You grab him when he's when he's at a bargain price and then you play, you know, on matchups. Um, another one who was pretty much elite last year was Latrell. He is obviously suspended to start the year. He cost 721000 so he's cheaper than, you know, or way cheaper than Turbo, and he's sort of around that price. The others, you'd never start with him because... What does he miss? The first three games? You can't yeah, hold exactly. him on your bench for that Even long. Even if he did start, I still kind of think I'd prefer Teddy and Pappy over him. I think it's sort of like Turbo, Teddy and Pappy. Yeah. And I've, then, seen a, I've seen a and couple then, of teams who are like, oh, I'm going to go a Latrell to be different. But he is suspended, you know, and it's uh, he, he's yeah, going to probably pick up goals this year, do you think? Probably. He's a goal kicker. There's no Adam Reynolds there. He might get a little bit of a tick up, you know, in goals. I think he could possibly average 90 this year. You know, if he does his average last year, mm-hmm. last year his low score was 47. You know, he, he didn't get a bad score. Um, he is a bit of a liability with suspensions, as we know, and he's already serving those to start the year. And, you know, I just think this year, this if you're not going to have turbo, you have, you know, Perhaps, or you have, you know, Teddy, I think. But he's he was yeah. elite last year in the games he played. Um, Damien Cook, I've put in there, even though he didn't actually get an elite score last year, see, average-wise, he was 65.7, which is very low for, for Cook average-wise. He cost you 575700 What I'm going to point out is 
last year, it's like he flipped the switch in round 12. Cook, he was so average to start the year and it probably affected his overall average. I picked him up in round 12 last year as a punt because he was in the 400s. In that game, he scored 105. You know, from round 12 onwards, 105, 47, 42, 44, 148, 56, 66, 80, 80, 76 to finish the year. Like the cook we eh? Yeah, like the cook we remember. Yeah, the average from round 12 was 74.4. So, you know, I think he's sort of like an illusion, an optical illusion to people that we're seeing him as he's definitely underpriced for what he did, you know, towards the back of I the... I think a lot of Harry Grant, just because you know what you're going to get from him, like it's pretty consistent. Um, yeah. With Damien Cook, I think you're taking a little bit more of a gamble, but I think that gamble could actually pay off, though, by going... You could start with him a bit cheaper and he could, um, you know, start getting those little runs on the back of, you know, fast play balls and stuff like that. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think that maybe he does a little bit more playmaking this year because you're... The beach sprinter, uh, isn't he? Sorry? Damien, Damien Cook is a beach, beach printer from mine. No, yeah, I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah. <laughs> but look, I mean, he's not the worst, but yeah, I've just got him down as a not for me simply because there's value there in Harry Grant, who did a minute share last year. I know he's missing for round one, but he, it's so easy to do that option of Randall and, and um, you know, Harry Grant, who I think is the most elite, you know, dummy half mm. we've got. Um, all right, now let's go down to the sort of borderline, you know, the below premium priced ones. One name I was interested in, and it's probably, you know, a bit dirty of me to think after his last year, but Jai Arrow, 457,700. The average last year was 52.2. So we're talking Liam Martin average, you know, which is not great. Um, in his 50 plus um, minutes games last year, uh, Jai Arrow, so that's 50 plus minutes. He got 56, 42, 84, 52, 91, 65, 63. So he came he's, off the bench a lot, yeah. didn't he, as well, yeah. from memory yeah. last year? Do you think he'll feature more as a starting role this year? I think he will. You know, we, we didn't actually go through their lineup, but the lineups have been predicted. Obviously, you lost Jaden Sewer. So I think he's going to start in the second row. You know, so mm. I think you could probably expect 50 to 55 minutes from Arrow. When he does play 50 plus minutes, he averages 65. So I think there's value there for him. You know, he had minutes all over the place last year, but so there was limited games where he played, you know, 50 plus minutes. And when he does play 50 plus minutes, he's got a good PPM and he scored average was 65. I think that that's pretty good Um, for someone at 457. I see 65 out of arrow easily. And I see 55 out of Liam Martin. So I probably prefer. Arrow. Yeah, that's a that's that comparison. I like a Jai Arrow way more than a Liam Martin. I think. Yeah, and he's dual too. So you can pick handy for super coach in the past, not so much last year, but in the yeah. past he's second row. Be- second row, front row, dual. The average was sixty five when he had fifty plus minutes, and it should be pointed out that he's not being coached by Wayne Bennett next year. He's being coached by his old coach from the Broncos, um, old mate who's taken over from Bennett. So maybe he gets. He's moved up in the pecking order, you know, a little bit at the club, especially with with Stewart going. So I currently have Jai Arrow in my team ahead of Liam Martin because I think he's going to get 50-plus minutes, and if he does, he's going to average 65, which is is what he did last year. Um, Kaloa Matungi, 530,000. He averaged above 60 last year, 60.5. He was pretty good last year. Five scores above 70, one score above 100. 
I just think he's, you know, too expensive for me at 530. Um, a bit too expensive for me as well. I think we'd like to wait and see how he goes. I think he's got a good glimpses that yeah. um, he looks very handy for super coach. So I think you'd want to jump on him once he starts, you know, doing that maybe a little bit consistently. Yeah. Um, look, one, one other one I wanted to mention, which was around the same price as Jai Arrow, was Turgis, Thomas Spurgis. Last year, he averaged 51.2. Um, you know, people are going a, a midi in front row, you know, and on averages, he was sort of the same as Utikamano really last year. But I just prefer to go Utikamano because he's younger. You know, he's. I think he's elevated himself up to the top prop in that team. But it was actually a better year than I expected from from Burge, from the Thomas Burgess. Another one that I wanted to point out at the mid price, I think he, we had a pretty good year last year, was Graham. He averaged fifty six point four in the centre wing last year. I think he's too expensive at four hundred ninety four thousand, especially when you got players like Stags um, and Aiken who are cheaper. Yeah, but he was pretty good. Sure. Um, yeah, he's a handy super coach at points. He looks always someone that's, I feel like he's a player that someone's, you know, a lot of people are always considering at some point, and some people do end up bringing him in. The right side's obviously not as um, attractive. Mm. He'll be playing on the right or the left? Um, I don't know. Because now that, um, do you reckon Tane Milne would go into, I couldn't imagine Graham maybe going, filling in and taking that spot on the left, unless he's a, an out-and-out right um, centre. Hmm. Right. It'll be an interesting watch. If he was playing on the left side, I think that'd be something to yeah. keep an eye on. Yeah. yeah, it would be, definitely. I mean, I think it is going to be probably um, Milne that takes the centre wing spot. There has been rumours that that Isaac Tass, who's a bottom price cheapie, 175400 has been impressing. Apparently, word out of South is that he has been impressing and it's down to him or Milne for that center wing spot. So he's one to watch Yeah, for, for bottom price cheapie. He, he looks like he could be maybe the only bottom price cheapie that we get all That's year. Interesting. Yeah, because Milne doesn't look like he's locked anything down last year or anything. You know, no. he always looked vulnerable in anywhere he was put. Um so, yeah, it'd be nice to get a real cheapie like that coming it through. Would it would be. So, I mean, look, I'm going to tip probably, again, that experience type thing. You know, Milne cost 442000 average 50.4 last year, which surprised me. Um, but you're not going to have Milne in your team. But if he, if he is beaten out for the position by Tass, I think he's he's an exceptional cheapie. You must What's have that cheapie. kid's name? How do you spell it? Is it T-A-S-S? Yeah, T-A-S-S. Yeah, center wing for South. Yeah. Okay. 175,400. So, I mean, that's a watch in the trials and obviously teamless Tuesday because he is said to be battling it out with Milne. I think that they'll probably go Milne, but if he causes an upset and gets the spot, apparently he's impressing. He'll be a great, great cheapie. Um, the other cheapie that everybody's got in their team is Ilias. He looks set to take over Adam Reynolds' role in the half back position. 205,700. I just don't see any negatives in owning him. Look, the only slight worry that I had in my head was obviously Taff is covering for Latrell while he's suspended. What would happen if they put um, if they put uh, Taff up Taff to the half? Yeah, yeah, that would be annoying. See, I don't. Um, Savs uh, from the experience is talking about getting um, Taff into his side to start with because he thinks that that might even happen. Like if that doesn't work out with Elias, but I kind of see him. 
given this Ilias guy a go. From what I hear, he, yep. um, he's, you know, he, he's got the respect and yeah, things like I, that. I hear that they're saying they're gonna they're gonna back the kid. So, and I think actually out of the two of them, I can see um, Taff being a really good utility off the bench, a quick, you know, utility off the bench. I can't see Ta- uh, Ilias doing that. So. Um, mm-hmm. that's what I think is going to happen, but it's just a little tiny worry that I have. You know, I think Ilias is a slam dunk, but there is that little worry. I wouldn't own Taft because that simple reason. I think he'll start the year obviously covering, and, and then I think at best he'll go back and be a bench sort of utility. Um, but Ilias, you know, he's going to be in teams, and I think it's a really good, you know, he looks like a pretty good pick, very good pick, in, in fact, for teams at that yeah. price. Um, worth the, the best... risk anyway, starting with him for sure, oh, even if he does. Absolutely. Um, look, the best prospects in the team, it's Cody Walker. I think it's Cameron Murray and obviously I- Ilias. Um, you know, I, I don't know whether you want to start Cody with his price. You know, with Matter, I'm sorry, with Murray, you know, maybe you take a punt if you don't want to be like everyone else and grab, you know, oh, Angus will probably be hot. Oh, I had Angus and then I, I just started filling with my team and then I had um, Murray and then I went, I needed to save more money and I went down to Maddo, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you end up having to I... make a couple of sacrifices somewhere, don't you? You might want all these plays, but when it comes down to it, and yeah, who's available, yeah. It costs just 70 or so thousand more than, you know, I could. Um, the maybes for me, look, I think Arrow, you know, a lot of people are like, what an, you're an idiot, Adrianosaurus. Arrow sucked last year, but think about it in that 50-minute-plus role. You've got 65 out of Jai Arrow, and he's dual. You can move him with TPJ, you know, and Maroa because you get into play. Look, that's South to a T. I think we sort of covered their lineup. The only thing that is in contention really is that center wing, you know, with Milne and and, and Tass. You know, otherwise I think they're as per program. It looks like for South, lots of relevant players. And, you know, all of those players in their premiums like Cody, Murray, AJ, Probably not Latrell because he's fullback only, and I'm, you're not going to. I mean, some people play fullback roulette, you know, or they play, you know, they interplay yeah. with their fullbacks. I just don't think this year where well, you got our foot, you got extra trades because it's a bit diabolical and a bit worrisome what the season's going to do. I you think probably want to use those extra trades for those problematic <laughs> COVID moments, not so much for just extra trades for luxury. Fruity and, yeah, yeah but- exactly. They're two very good teams. I think, you know, they've got lots of top scorers in their position, you know, in their teams. Um, They're going to have good years again. I see them there and abouts. I think people are saying, you know, do South drop? Now, I think they might actually suffer a little bit this year on field position because Adam Reynolds, that was his best thing, his best asset, I think. Mm -hmm. He used to kick them into good positions on the field and then the attack could sing. So I think there might be a little bit more long range. Yeah, there there will be a little bit of a drop, I think, from yeah. the bunnies. Um, you know, but them having a slow start, but then developing and working towards, you know, the back end of the year and coming together well. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, I've heard some people say, "Oh, yeah, but they don't have Bennett." No, Bennett hasn't actually been coaching for a couple of years. He'd be leaving that up to old mate, and he's man manager. He just kept them all in good spirits, and the actual coaching was being done by. You know, what's his name that's there? So I think South will be up, you know, there and abouts next year. Um, two very good teams. All right. Well, that's pretty much the show. I, I thank you very much for coming on. I'm talking to a winner of Supercoach. How nice is it? 
<laughs> Thank you very much, man. Are you going to sing me out now? Well, I've actually recorded a sing out for you. I mean, I, I used to, I would sing everyone out to, to the, um, you know, Jurassic, the Jurassic, the Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I thought I'd do something special for you because you're a, cha- you're a super coach champion. So here it oh, is. Yeah, here it is, my song for you. Oh, nice. You are the champion, my Tim. And you super coached it to the win. You are the champion. You are the champion. No time for losers, because you. Are the champion of the super coach world. Well, that, <laughs> that's that's a little. Uh, that was actually I actually listened to that song one time in throughout the year, um, in trying to manifest and visualize my win. And <laughs> I just listened to that song as I was doing that manifestation. So. There you go. Yeah, it's I do have well. a very special connection to that song. Yeah, I thought you know Thank I could you. do I, I could do the old Jurassic Park thing, but you are a champion. You won it. It was I think you're one of the most popular winners ever. I mean, I think that sort of shows. You know, you've been picked up to go on another podcast. You had that chat with Vossi. You know, it's really good to see good people win it. You know, and um, I, I was happy for you. Very happy. You know, because obviously, especially if you're in chats with someone and you're talking. I'm still surprised by it, to be honest. I'm still surprised and shocked and, yeah, it doesn't really, it still hasn't really clicked, you know what I mean, probably. I mean, it's kind of weird, yeah, because, I mean, I think when you sort of internalise how you play Supercoach, you're like, I'm pretty good at Supercoach, but I'm not elite. You know, there's some players like, you look at those guys from Playbook, you know, the spy and Tim, you know, they're up near the top 20 and 50 in whatever super coach they play. They're just such yeah, exactly. a, so they're like, the knowledge is amazing. yeah, such great knowledge as well. And yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, all, all you need is to make a couple of good choices and to, for just a bit of luck to be on your side and anybody can do it. Watch your footy as well. You're watching the games. I think that's handy. You got to see what's going on. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. You're a dead set legend. Um, you know, I'll release this in a few days and, you know, I hopefully I've helped you. You know, you might have a look at Arrow this year, you know, <laughs> to start. He's, he's, he yeah. could be a little sneaky yeah, start sure. in the 400K well, you've me into Cleary. You've talked me into Cleary, I think, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, I think I've sort of said, you know, I don't think you can start with Turbo. I know that Savs will start with Turbo because he, he will yeah. be the person that you can captain every week. And I think if you don't start with Turbo, you've got to reserve your... You've got to reserve yourself that you're probably going to have to go a good part of the season without him because where are you going to find the money to upgrade Turbo it's quickly to get you know, Teddy to Turbo? You know, but for me, I just think... Sounds in- bad, but you kind of want him to, to not play. <laughs> you're trying <laughs> to stop without him, don't you? Yeah. I mean, and that's why I thought if price changes happen from round one, you know, and Turbo has a couple of, you know, slow games because it is a tough start to the year for them and then maybe he's got a 300 be or something then maybe you can get him cheaper but if you do start him i don't think you're going to regret it but if you just make a team with turbo and you look at the re- i couldn't even exit out of the app i just i was like the rest of it looks like garbage you know and yeah, i it didn't sit right with me but i think you can make it with you know with imagine theory. the stress of trying to fix up the rest of your whole side 
week yeah. after week because these people aren't performing and these people aren't performing, but Turbo's just doing his job. Too yeah. stressful. Yeah, too stressful. And I think, you know, what we learned last year is there is, you know, Hooker frustrated the hell out of me last year, you know, just mm. in the year and, and until eventually I got Cook in round 12 and he, he scored pretty well to the end of the year, 75. It was such but, an annoying year for Hooker. Yeah, it was an annoying year at Hooker. So for me this year, I'm just, uh, Randall can play round one and I'll bring in Harry Grant, you know, in round two when he's back because he's he's my other hooker. And I, if I sew up that position and the halfback, those are two positions that, you know, traditionally someone like Daly Cherry Evans starts the year slow and he finishes the year well, mm-hmm. which is one mm-hmm. of the things you jumped on last year. So the next best f- halfback was was DCE, but he's probably not going to start the year on fire. Like he doesn't ever start like that. So you could go Jerome Hughes, but I don't like it either. I don't. There's something about I don't love starting. I can't. He, I could see him actually being quite good. Yeah. Though I think he did start well last year as well too. But yeah. Yeah. So I think people are going either really cheap, you know, like Sexton, or you know, you, there's five hundredth grand on top of, of Sexton, and you've got yourself, <laughs> you know, uh, Nathan Cleary. But uh, I just think in this year. Uh, I'm happy to sew up those positions that were frustrating to me last year. Yeah. I don't mind the, pr- the price that Sexton's at. I think he could grow a fair bit. But... And in the halfback position, you know, it's if it's not um, Sexton, you know, some people are going Sean Johnson and some people are going Keary in there, you know. Yeah. So it's not the easiest, you know, position. You could take a punt on one of those middies, um, but it's going to be yeah. hard going to try to get one of them up to Cleary as well. You know, if you're expecting that he's going to lose money. But, you know, it's all things that we have to think about in Supercoach, isn't it? So much harder to get into a new... Like, once you're in a season, you just know where you're at. But I feel like going into a season, it's so... I find it so overwhelming and confusing. That's why I hate to start, yeah, too early. Well, you know, the thing for me this year was as soon as the picker became live, you know, for... Pre, you know the, the goal customers i made a team and i didn't look at it again until i did my first podcast with kane anderson and the guys from Supercoach guns last week and i pulled up my team and i was like oh i've got to make, I was, i'll make some big changes i didn't have cleary in at that point and i made a few changes and that's the only two times i've changed my team so i haven't even gone in again you know and looked i've changed it twice and i've done a little bit of research yeah. on players but doing research for south i did a bit of a deep dive into arrow and then i made the change i, t- I brought him in because i think yeah. i think because of his bench role and his minutes last year you know we you couldn't really have him but he still kind of was okay so he was still yeah. okay he was he was 50s um but when he adds 50 plus minutes, he goes at more than a point a minute. You know, point, point I think minute, he'll so. play different in a starting role too than he'll play in a bench role. I think yeah. he's got more enthusiasm when he's starting. Yeah. I don't think he likes being on the bench, man. I don't no. think he's one of, yeah, I don't think he likes it. And and a bench here, you know, maybe he's he's managed to get, you know, get over his constant injuries that he's had. So uh, I mean, there's little tidbits in there, you know, for you to, and look, you know, if that um, Isaiah Tass takes that wing spot, you know, ripping, if Taylor May takes the spot over Charlie Staines, there's some good options in both of those teams. But I thank you for coming on. You got sung out as a champion <laughs> and uh, hopefully I can get you back. Actually, I'll tell you something I'm going to do this year on my podcast. One of the things I, I'm going to do, you know, my poor long-suffering Kimmy, my, my girlfriend, every year she sees me just play Supercoach, do podcasting on Supercoach, on my phone on Supercoach. So we were chatting this year. I was like, why don't you play Supercoach? And she's like, look, I only end up picking, you know, 
the good looking players. So you know, Jordan Ricky, you know, when I bring bring in, I just pick it on good. That's looks. fine. Let him make a team that are good looking. I thought about trying to make a team that was just the best looking team in their position just to start with for fun, actually. But she never keeps to it though. But what I've decided to do with her this year is her and I have a bet. We're going to have an overall who finishes higher out of her and I. And if yep. she beats me, I'm going to give her three months of 30 minutes a day massage. If she finishes oh, wow. the year with more points nice. than me overall, and all of the guests on my show are going to make her trades for her. So ultimately, she'll mm-hmm. either have you guys to thank or she'll have you guys, you know, she'll be giving you guys the ups. So each yeah. week, whoever you have on will make her two trades or yeah. whatever. Okay, yeah, you'll make fine. her trades or, you know, if she, you'll say just save them, you know, because your team's good or make one trade. Yeah. You're, whoever the guests are, all of my super, Kimmy superstar team is going to make her trades for her. And if she can beat me, she gets three That's months fine. of massages. So we'll have to get you on. I, I think I was trying to book you for the first show so you can make her first trades. The winner of last year should make oh, her right. first trades. Sweet. <laughs> Yeah, so that's one of the things I want to do on the show this year, and I'll get her to come on. She'll be doing some little voiceovers going, come on, lads, you know, like help us out. Yeah, try to no, make her, I'm trying to lure on. her into Supercoach. Yeah, it's better. If she can be a part of it, then it's not like, oh, he's just doing that. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, look, if everyone else is making, because I'm a bit of a, I'm an aggressive player. I make some rash decisions. And if she's got some sensible minds making trades for her, she has every chance to beat me. Yeah, exactly. True, true, true. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You never know. Yeah. Well, I mean, never know. I've lost bets to her before where I think I've had to do a week at a, of massages every day. And it's, I mean, it takes it out of you. So three months of massages, you know, yeah. I'll probably be giving a bunch <laughs> of ladies out there ideas, you know, play their partner yeah. in super coach. And if you beat them, you know, massages. Yeah. Massages. <laughs> yeah. All right, That's Tim, nice. thanks for coming on. You're a legend. Nice, um, brother. You know, if we don't talk again soon, hopefully get off to a ripping start this year and go, you know, I'd love it. You'd be the first back-to-back winner, but, you know, just go in and win. Very unlikely. Yeah, win I'm going to try so hard. <laughs> win the, win, just go in and win the, the THC. What's it called now? The THC Podmasters Cup. You know, win yeah. that. <laughs> I came runner-up in that last year to spy, so I want to win it this year, hopefully. Yeah, spy body killing it, bro. I can't yeah. believe how good he looks like he does in Supercoach, like in, in BBL. BBL like. And, mate, yeah, he's he's a good mind. I mean, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I like to plug, you know, the experience. I think all of you guys, are, they've got an ex-winner on there as well. And, you know, the Champions has got a whole bunch of ex-winners. And um, the playbook, mate, if you want to find it, if you want to get better at Supercoach, listen to these podcasts because they've got winners yeah. on there. You know, like if someone's like, oh, do you think you should start with Cleary? I'm like, well, see what Wilfred said or what Des said, you know, or Tim, mm. you know, well, because they're they're the ones that want it. And you can balance it out a bit. Yeah, if three people are saying yes and one saying no, then you maybe go with that. I thought it could do a lot of that, balance a lot of my opinions off what where majorities are going and whether that majority is making sense or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk to other um, podcasters and they – Sometimes they're like, oh, you know, have you, do you ever get messages off this guy? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And then we marry it up and they're asking us both the exact same question. They're doing exactly yeah. that. They're finding out if we're both yeah. answering the same, you know, and they're form- yeah. formulating their opinion on what we both say, you know. It's a good idea, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Rather than just asking the one source, it's like getting multiple opinions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's how you formulate, you know, uh, best you know, best practice. So five out of, out of the seven are saying, buy arrow then that's you know probably a good side to buy arrow all right well 
Thanks, yeah. mate. We'll talk again soon. No worries, brother. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me on.